0: Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Bethel Assembly, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and a blessing to your life. If you want more information about Bethel Assembly, please go to our website, BethelAssembly.info. Thanks again. We're processing through the seven times that Jesus made the statement, I am. He said, I am the light of the world. I'm the bread of life. I'm the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the door. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And this morning, we're going to look at that seventh and final time that he made that profound statement, I am. Now, remember, I am simply means I exist to be. This is my reason for being. I exist to be the way, the truth, and the life for you. I exist to be the door for you. I exist to be the light of the world amongst a dark world. Jesus says, I exist for this purpose. This morning we're going to look at the seventh time and I hope and I trust that by this moment or by this point in the series It hasn't just been a come in on a Sunday morning and and hear a message And and leave your notes in your Bible or on your seat or under the seat of your car and and go in the house and never really apply it But I hope and I trust that by this point in the series you begin to apply the very word of God How many of you know that if we never apply the word of God we will never grow? So as you come in on a Sunday morning, please, please, please do not allow it to go in one ear and fall out the other side. Some of us are so open-minded that we let things go in and out and we never absorb. But we're called to absorb the Word of God. Hide His Word in your heart that you might not sin against Him. Let it be a light into your path, a way before you. Let it lead you and guide you. Let it cut between bone and marrow. Let it be the truth that you need in your life. Because how many you know, and I agree with you this morning, that we face times and difficult moments in life when it seems like everything is raging up against us. It seems like every obstacle we face, we're stuck behind, and we don't know where to turn. I will tell you this morning, if you will turn to Jesus, He will be the unshakable force in your life. He will be the foundation that you can rest upon. He will be the, the bedrock that you can build upon. So today I want to look at the final time, the final moment when Jesus said, I am. It's found in John chapter 15, verse 5. He says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches so jesus is the vine we are what the branches those who remain in me and i in them will produce much fruits for apart from me you can do say it with me Nothing. nothing jesus is the vine we are the branch if we remain connected with with him then we will do great and mighty things we will produce great fruit and we're going to talk about what that fruit is in just a moment but the moment that we separate ourselves from him the bible says we will we can do absolutely nothing well what brought jesus to this place of making this profound statement Remind you they had been in the upper room. He had washed their feet. He had told them a lot of things were to come he had He had shared with them that the Holy Spirit was going to come and and suddenly at the end of chapter 14 of the book of John he says, let's get up and leave here. Let's leave the upper room. So in that moment they got up and they left the upper room and they were heading to the garden of Gethsemane. Remember that's the place that Jesus knelt and he prayed, Lord take this cup from me. Do you remember that prayer? And and soon he, he finally grabs a hold of everything and the guards come in and they come and arrest Jesus. But between the arrest and the leaving of the of the upper room suddenly they find themselves leaving the upper room they walk through jerusalem outside the gate they process through some vineyards into the garden but somewhere along the line some point in this journey jesus paused for just a moment and and i I picture in my mind that he turned to the disciples and says by the way guys i'm the vine I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, then you will produce a lot of fruits. But if you allow yourself to be severed from the vine, if you allow yourself to be separated or disconnected from the vine, you will accomplish absolutely nothing. He is the vine and we are the branch. So, as a branch, we have a, a couple of opportunities in front of us. The first thing that I see is this we have a privilege. Did you know we have a privilege as we connect with Jesus? And that privilege is simply to connect with the life that Jesus has made available. To us all that he is and all that he was and all that he ever will be which is the same yesterday today and forever that is now offered to us he he bestows that upon us he he pours that upon our lives so that we can truly be all that we were created to be what amazing privilege we have in serving jesus the second thing i see is this our responsibility see it's not just about the privilege we, we can wrap ourselves around the privilege all day long. We can so get to the point with the privilege that we say, well, this is my right. This is what I deserve. No, 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 no. We don't deserve Jesus. Not, not, a, sing, not a single one of us in this room deserve Jesus. What we deserve is separation from Him for all eternity. Why? Because we mess up. We falter by ourselves, but if you remain in him if you are stay connected to him He says he will remain in us and because of that we'll produce much fruit We've got a great privilege, but with this privilege comes our responsibility What is our responsibility in this moment? Our responsibility is to stay connected Our responsibility is to graft into and hold on to and cling to the things of God. Now, not always is that easy. Sometimes staying connected to Jesus is is somewhat difficult. Why? Because we have all of these outside forces that are pressing against us. We have all of these things around us that are biding for our time. And we find ourselves maybe connected on the outside. Oh, I, I go to church every single Sunday. I I work as a greeter at the door. I'll I'll even walk around and help with security or I help with the worship team. I'll even run sound. We're connected maybe on the outside, but on the inside there's a a disconnect. I've said it a thousand times, and I'm gonna say it for the one more time here this morning. Things work better when they're plugged in. It's a universal law that works for your coffee pot. Have you noticed your coffee pot works better when it's plugged in? It works for your TV. It works for your computer. It works in your social life. But it also works in your spiritual life. Jesus said, if you connect to me, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. But apart from me, you can do nothing. As we remain in Him, we'll produce much fruit. Why? Because we're connected to the life giving source. I ask you today are you connected? I'm not asking you, are you volunteering in church? I'm not asking you, are you involved in charity? I'm not asking you any of those things. I'm asking, are you connected to the vine? Are you connected to Jesus? If you're struggling in your walk with God, if you're struggling in life in general, I would challenge you, look at what you're plugging into. Look at what you're connecting with today. If you're not connected to Him, Jesus said you'll accomplish absolutely nothing. So this morning, very quickly, for the next few moments, I want to take a moment and I want to process three reminders of our role with Jesus. Three things that I want us to see this morning of our role with Jesus. Number one is this, you are not the vine. Well, that's profound. Jesus just said he was the vine. But how often do we try to make the world revolve around us? It's all about me. It's all about pleasing me. It's about my rights. It's about what I deserve. We want everything to revolve around who we are. But guess what? We are not the one in charge. No matter how much we want to be, we are not the one in charge. You are not the center of the universe. I am not the center of the universe. We are simply a branch that has the opportunity or just the option of being connected or even disconnected to the life-giving source of the vine. Let me say that again. You are not the center of the universe, you're simply a branch with the option and the opportunity to be connected or be disconnected from the life-giving source of the vine. John 15, 1 and verse 5 as well. I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. Jesus is the true vine, and we're going to get to that, pin mark that word true, we'll come back to that in just a moment. Jesus is the true vine, and the Father, God, is the gardener. Now verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. So let's take a moment, let's step into the garden. Let's look at some of the responsibilities and some of the roles that are taking place in the garden today. The first thing I see is God... Is the gardener. Verse 2, Jesus says, God is the one. He's the gardener, and here's what the gardener does. The gardener cuts off and cuts back. He cuts off anything that produces no fruit, and he, he prunes back, he trims back that which is healthy. God is the one that cares for every life. He's the one who tends to you and and tends to me. He is the gardener. What Jesus was telling disciples and what he's telling you and I today is, you can't find life simply in your family history. You can't find life in just a a friend or an acquaintance or another person. You can't find real life in your work. You can't find real life in any other source. It's not just, it's not going to work. But Jesus is the only way you can't find life anywhere else but through him the gardener tends to you today the second thing i see is this god is the gardener jesus is the vine verse one i am the vine have you ever tried letting something else be the life source for your life jesus says i'm not only a vine but i am the true vine he says i'm not a cheap imitation some of us we try really hard to to plug in we're looking for love in all the wrong places as a good old country song said we're looking for some form of acceptance we look for some form of connectivity we look for some place to get ourselves plugged in but guess what it's never gonna work until you turn to jesus He says, I'm not just an option for you. I'm the one true way. I am the true vine. This brings about the connotation that all others are a copy. And he is the original. Oh, come on, that's good stuff. Jesus says, I'm not just a cheap imitation. I'm the real deal. I'm the one you can really depend upon. I'm the one that you can really trust in. Everything else is a copy. Literally meaning not just holding the name or the resemblance, but the real nature. Jesus says, I am the only place to find real life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me this morning? It means I've got to stay attached. I've got to stay connected. It means I have to be under constant care of the gardener. I'm dependent upon the vine. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a branch live by itself. What happens if you walk through the woods and you take a branch and you break that branch off and you lay it beside the tree? it's not going to take long and the leaves are going to begin to wilt the branch is going to get brittle it's going to be good for nothing except what kindling for the fire it's discarded it's it's cast to the side it's it's junk at this point why because it's no longer connected god is our gardener jesus is our vine and we are the branch we're dependent upon the gardener we're dependent upon the vine That's where we find our life and number three you are the branch We are the branch those that have chosen to follow after Jesus, the true Christian, the one that has dedicated their life, the one that has surrendered everything, the one that has asked Jesus into the life, suddenly you are grafted in to the brand, the vine, and suddenly you're grafted in, in the midst of that garden, and you're connected to the life source of the vine, and this branch begins to produce great things. Why? Because as the branch, you're connected to the source. Let me give you a key of true spiritual growth, and quite honestly, the key to life. Don't try to be the vine. Be a branch. Man, as we try so hard to be the vine. We try to navigate all of life by ourselves. But the problem is we don't have the, the mental capability we weren't designed to do life alone that's why we're a branch we need the life we need the hope we need the substance that comes from the true vine don't try to be the vine be a branch in verse 5 the latter portion jesus says if you remain in me and And I remain in you, you will produce, you will bear much fruit. What does he mean by the word fruits? Well, an apple tree produces what? Apples? You guys are quick. A a pear tree produces? A cherry tree produces? Someone just said apples. This side needs to go back to school. Cherry tree, cherry. Apple tree, apple. Pear tree, pear. We could go on and on. It makes sense, right? So what does a Christian bear? Do, does it mean that if we stay connected to the, the vine and we stay connected to Jesus that we're going to produce more prayer? Is that what it, Jesus is referring to? If we stay connected to the vine that we'll produce much joy or, or, or more love? What does it mean to produce much fruits? I believe it simply means this. We'll be like Jesus. Apple tree, apple. Pear tree, pear. Christian, Christ. We stay connected to Him. We'll produce more of a likeness of Him. We'll be like Jesus in the way that we think. We'll be like Jesus in the way that we speak. We'll be like Jesus in the way that we act. We'll be like Jesus in the way that we trust. But let me ask, is that natural? No, you see, there's a a daily reconnecting, I believe. Because there's some days, there's some days, let me just be honest, there's some days that I get up and I don't feel connected. My natural sinful nature wants to well up anybody else ever been there but it's in that moment that i say lord once again Lord, i want to connect so close to you that every word that comes out of my mouth every action that i make every thought that i have is a direct resemblance of what's coming out of the vine lord let it process through me so that i can be more and more Like you. The branch produces the life that's in the vine. The branch produces the life that's in the vine. What does that mean? That means that we produce the life that comes from Jesus. Will bear much fruit. To be like Jesus, you and I have to remember our place in the garden. I can't become like Jesus by judging others. That's the gardener's role. I can't become like Jesus by depending upon myself. That's the vine. I have to remember that I and the branch, many times, this is a daily reminder to myself, the question, what's my role? The answer, I'm the branch. I'm not in charge. The question for you is, is what's your role? The answer, you are the branch. You are not in charge. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branch. If you're looking at your life right now and you're not seeing fruit, I would ask you today, look at what you're connected to. If you're not bearing fruit that resembles Jesus, then look at what you're plugging into for a source of life. If you're producing a fruit that is anything but Christ-like, could it be that you've connected to the wrong vine? You see, there's a lot of imitation vines out there. There's a lot of opportunities and options of plugging in here or or plugging in there or or connecting here or connecting there. But if we don't connect to Jesus, then we'll produce anything but a Christ-like nature. Galatians says that the Holy Spirit produces a a special fruit inside of us. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. I ask you today, are, are you producing jesus are you reflecting jesus do you resemble jesus our first reminder this morning is you're not the vine you're simply a branch the second thing i see is this and this is the one that we don't like as a branch you will be pruned I don't know about you, but I'm not always a fan of being pruned. But every branch gets attention of some sort. Some branches, the the dead ones, the brittle ones, the lifeless ones, uh, they are cut off and they are cast to the side, they're thrown to the side for the sole purpose of being burned. Yet the other ones, the ones that do produce fruits, they're pruned back. So they'll continue to produce more fruits. Now we've got some rose bushes out here in the front and some plants on the side. And can I just tell you, every year we prune those babies back in the spring till they're about that tall. And it doesn't take long. Stacy will testify to this. She's helped us prune those things. I mean, right now they are massive. Why? Because they were pruned back. They were allowed to become and to thrive and to be what they were created to be. Our dependence must be on God and God alone. Disconnected, it's impossible to produce anything of lasting value. Look at Psalm 62. I depend on God alone. I ask you today, who are you depending on? The psalmist says, I depend on God alone. I put my hope in Him. Where are you placing your hope today? My hope is built on what? See, I can't answer that question for you. You can't answer that question for the person next to you. That's a question that you've got to ask yourself. Examine yourself. The Bible says examine your life and And see if Jesus is evident, if the resemblance of Jesus isn't evident. Guess what? He's missing. Why is he missing? Because you're not connected. You're not plugged in. Oh, but pastor, I go to church every day. I come to church every Sunday. I never miss a Sunday. I'm part of a life group. I go to Wednesday night prayer service. I even go to a Tuesday morning Bible study. And throughout the week I do this and I do that. I look at right now media and my own studies on my own time. I'm really, really here. I didn't ask if you were here. I asked if you're connected. You see, again, I can go into the woods right down the way here and I can break a branch off and I can throw it on the ground in the woods and it's still going to die. Why? Because it's not connected. You're not the vine. You're simply a branch. And as a branch, you're going to be pruned. So are you depending on Jesus today? Who or what are you depending on? For life, for substance, for joy, for hope, for security, for a foundation. Jesus says to to you today, He offers Himself, I will be your vine. I will be your source of life. I will be your hope. And one translation says it this way I wait quietly before God. God, I wait for you. Are you waiting? For that source of life today. Verse 2 says, He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. The gardener cuts off every branch that does not produce fruit. He prunes the branches that do produce fruit so they'll produce even more. Now, grab a hold of this. If you do not understand pruning, you're going to go through life continuously confused you're going to look at your life and everything is going great it seems like you're producing fruit and everything is wonderful you're clipping along in life and suddenly snip but God that was my best shoot. man look at all of the fruit that was dangling off that branch and you just snipped it off that's rough isn't it Go on, anybody ever been there before you cry out to God, God, what are you doing? Why didn't you leave that one on? According to the book Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud, he says this, there's also a method behind this beauty. It's called pruning. Pruning is a process of proactive endings. It's a process of Proactive endings. It turns out that a rose bush, like many other plants, cannot reach its full potential without a very systematic process of pruning. The gardener intentionally and purposefully cuts off branches and buds that fall into any of the three categories. He begins to list the categories healthy buds or branches that are not the best ones. Now, how? let me pause there. Sometimes, what I feel in my life is the the best buds, the the best fruits, isn't necessarily what God sees as the best. See, my perspective is, is right here. But man, that is going so well. You see, it was about the time at, at our last church that we were at. We'd been there for almost 11 years. Began to read this book, and, and we had in mind that we were going to be there forever. We had a retirement planned there. Everything was going great. You don't leave a church when everything's great, right? <laughs> Sorry, there's a little bit of humor, and that's okay to laugh a little bit. And we began to read necessary endings, and it wasn't long as we we're processing through this book of necessary endings when God says, You know what? It's time to prune. But God, this is the best shoots. God, look at what's happening. Look at the fruit that's being born. Look at what's happening through all of this. I mean, this, this branch has great things going on. And God says, No, 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 not today. Clip. Healthy buds or branches that are not the best ones. Or it could be sick branches that are not going to get well. How many times do we continue to do something? Well, we've done that for the last 23 years. We gotta do that one forever. Or, boy, we just started that, but realistically, you started it 15 years ago. Right? But it's just not healthy, it's not really moving along or the third one dead branches that are taking up space needed for healthy ones to thrive it's a pruning a process of of proactive and positive it's, it's snipping what needs to be clipped. It's, it's taking off and pruning what needs to be pruned in order for healthy growth to take place. You see, a plant, much like you and I today, cannot reach our full potential unless there's a systematic process of pruning. Pruning has to happen often in life. When a branch is pruned, experts cut off, they say, 90 to 95% of that branch. Wow. If you're unsure if the, the branch is dead, cut off the branch and examine what's at the center. Is there life inside of that branch? So I would challenge you today... Look at the center of your life. If you are questioning and you're wondering, am I dead? Look at the center of the branch and see what's there. Do you find Jesus? Is that life-giving source, is it there? What's at the center of your life? You see, if the branch has produced exceptionally Great growth. Maybe you'll leave a few buds, but you still prune it back. Otherwise, if it's dead, if it's brittle, you cut it off. You might think, well, here's what I'll do. So that God doesn't prune me, I just won't produce fruit. So I don't have to deal with the pruning process. I just won't produce fruit. Let me remind you, if the branch is dead, it's not just pruned, it's cut off. To qualify for pruning, there must be the bearing of fruits. And the reason for pruning is so that you can bear more fruits. It's all about what's produced. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, a likeness of Jesus. I'm not just talking about Sunday mornings, but I'm talking about Monday when you walk in the workplace. Tuesday afternoon when you're stuck in traffic. Friday when you go to Walmart. Come on, somebody need Jesus there. I'm telling you, I was, I was in Walmart on Friday. And I was like, this place is anything but godly. Let me move on. The third reminder is this. It's vital that you remain connected. I feel like this has been the running Theme all the way through this morning. It's vital that you remain connected. Let me recap very quickly. Number one, you are not the vine. Number two, as a branch, you will be pruned. Number three, it's vital that you remain connected. You see, with this relationship comes a great promise. We've talked about the pruning, and the pruning's no fun. Being cut back is no fun. But look at what comes out of this relationship remain in me jesus says and i will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me jesus is speaking verse 7 but if you remain in me and my words remain in you you will ask for anything come on look at that you can ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Let me put a, a disclaimer here. We're not talking about naming and claim I say that quite a bit. It's not, well, I really want this. I really want a McRib right now, and I'll, come on. No, I'm still hungry. Let me move on. Jesus wanted to make sure that you get this. This word, remain, is used 10 times in the first 10 verses of chapter 15. The word remain appears three times in verse 4 alone. I believe that Jesus is saying, I want you to wrap yourself around this idea. Remain in me. Abide in me. Trust in me. Depend on me. You see, the word remain literally means to stay at a place where you are. Jesus says, stay at the place where you are. Stay connected to the source. Some of us make that word so difficult. Oh, I just don't know what to do to remain in Jesus. I mean, how many times do I have to read the Bible? How how long do I need to spend in the Bible every day? How, How long do I need Pray and how do I even pray and what do I even do and how many times do I need to come to church and do I need to attend this and do I need to be a part of that how do I stay connected to the vine when Jesus said I want you to remain in me here's what he's saying stay 100% attached stay 100% attached so what does that mean those of you that are parents, I want you to think back to when your kids were young. Some of you, that's not very long ago because your kids are there. Others of you, that maybe that was many, many years. But I want you to think about that time when they had that toy. You know their favorite toy? And, and they were holding on to it. They were carrying it everywhere. But suddenly they were distracted and they sat that down. And another child swooped in. Grab that toy, and your child went berserk. My toy! That's mine! Right? Come on, anybody else's kids ever do that? They would scream, and they would cry, and people three counties over heard them. All of a sudden, your son or your daughter was remaining in that toy. They were attached to that toy. They didn't want to let it go. They were grabbing a hold of it. They were 100% committed to that toy. And I believe that what Jesus is saying is even deeper than that. He says, you need to be 100% attached to me. I'm the vine. You are the branch. See, a branch can't last a moment severed from the vine. We need the vine. We need, you need, I need, we all need to remain, to attach, to be committed 100% to Jesus. Look at this. Jesus says, remain in me. That's an active role that we must take it's something that that i have to do it's something that you have to do remain in him but in return jesus says but i will remain in you this is passive we don't have to do anything there growth takes both sides my action of remaining my response to him remaining it takes discipline in my life. It takes dependence upon Christ. It takes making a choice. What is it that you are connecting with in your life? Is it temporary, fragile, momentary, or is it eternal? Unshakable, never changing, is a Jesus. I, I want to challenge you today choose Jesus. Maybe you've been here for many, many years, and maybe it, it appears, it looks like you're connected. But if you were honest with yourself, I'm really not. I'm here in the flesh, but I'm not connected in the spirits. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine yesterday. He said he heard a story about a, a pastor that never offered an altar call at his church because they never had new people. So as he looks out at the congregation, he sees all the regulars, those that had been there for years, and he thinks, well, I don't need to give an altar call because all these folks are connected to Jesus. There was a guy that had been coming for a year now and every time worship started, his hands were in the air. Every time the altars were open, he ran to the altars. He began to pray. He was at every function. He was always around. Everybody presumed that he was connected to the vine. But this particular morning, the pastor feels in his heart that he needs to give people an opportunity to respond. So he asked, is there anybody that would like to ask Jesus in their life? And this man raised his hand. He came to the altar that day and he gave his heart and his life to Jesus. And people after the service said, we're confused. You've been coming for over a year now and you raise your hands in worship and you come to the altar and you're part of a life group and you do all of these things. We thought you were saved. He said, I was never connected. I was just doing that because you were doing that. I didn't know what was happening. I was just following everyone else. Maybe, maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you've been hanging out in the crowd and you've been doing what everyone else is doing. But you're not connected. You haven't really grafted in you're not receiving the life source that Jesus offers today I'm here to tell you that Jesus wants to do great things in your life he wants to produce much fruit in and through you but there's got to be a connection